my bust of the week was the Browns back seven on defense. Ooh. It reminded me of the Swiss cheese that I see at work all the time. Big holes in it, kind of smelly. <laughs> kind of uh, smelly. Yeah. But probably better off with something else. Welcome to the Married to Football Podcast, the super fan take football today. Shannon, who's your baller for the week? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you asked who my baller was. That makes me really excited. Because my baller is going to a kicker. Oh, okay. We don't ever have kickers. <laughs> There's a reason for that. We don't ever have kickers. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give my baller this week to Justin Tucker. With two seconds left, he made Ugh. Ugh. I know it's depressing to you, but he made that 55-yard field goal with ease. It was with ease. No question he wasn't making it. And I really do think that Tom Brady should relinquish his GOAT status to the one and only Justin Tucker. How do you like that? Wow. I don't even know where to begin with that take. Number one, <laughs> uh, I feel uh, maybe triggered is the right word. I don't know. Triggered. I feel like you're, pour you're pouring salt into the wound of Brown fans by even bringing up Justin Tucker in this segment, number one. Number no, two, Justin Tucker deserves um, credit. Yeah, I'm, yeah, he deserves credit. He made the kick. Yeah, everyone knew he was going to make the kick. Um, funny story, I won my fantasy game because of that kick. I that figured. Because I had him in my, yeah, you know, yay. I would have much rather lost my fantasy game and, and him miss that kick, but whatever. And then you had, you had to bring Tom Brady up. Like, come on. Come on. Come on. I get it, but I do six, think Justin Tucker is the goat of kickers. The coat of the goat of kickers. Yeah, um, he's the goat. Apparently, of you don't remember a guy by the name of Awesome Phil Dawson. Okay, mm. I'll take Awesome Phil Dawson over. You Justin can take Tucker Phil Dawson. Day. I will take Justin Tucker. He is the goat of the kicking world. Okay, so Eric, give me your baller. Okay, well, I said I was going to talk about the Browns an uncomfortable amount tonight. So uh, Baker Mayfield's my baller. Twenty-eight of forty-seven for three hundred forty-three yards, two touchdowns. He added one rushing touchdown. Um, he looked good. Just one bad throw the whole night, that interception that that really cost him. But uh, as far as his statistical performance and his ability to lead that offense, uh, stellar. Um, definitely a baller performance in my book. I mean, you know I think Baker is playing very well right now. So, I mean, I agree with that. I just had a feeling that you were probably going to pick him as your baller. So I went a different route. Dale? Give me your baller for the week. Uh, I went with Stephon Diggs. Uh, Ten catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, big performance in a, in a critically important game in the AFC playoff race. Yeah. Yeah, I know he had a big performance. It was depressing as a Steeler fan watching him get open as much as he was. Nobody was covering him. He was open the entire game. All right, guys, we're going to talk about the bust. 
you guys might be surprised by my bust. Do tell. Do tell. Do tell. It's very surprising. I mean, I is it a stealer? It is a stealer. It is. Better not be who I think it is. No, but I chose a stealer tonight because I figured I said I would the never. The entire team? No, I picked one stealer. I will say who it is, but I picked them. You could have picked the entire team. Okay, whatever. I picked them, guys, because I said I would never pick a stealer at the beginning of the year when we started the podcast. I said I would probably never pick a stealer. But, but I changed my mind because James Conner had 10 carries for 18 yards. God damn it. 10 carries for 18 yards. So you, bad. You stole my bus. Well, I had to pick it this week because I was so hopeful having him back that he was going to perform and he let me down. I thought he was going to come back into the lineup, have a good game. I didn't expect no 100-yard performance, but I did expect maybe 80 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he just looked lackluster. I don't know. Now he has a quad injury, so I don't know if the quad is, was bothering him prior to the game. But it was depressing. Like, Steelers Nation is literally so upset by the run game right now. And they really need to figure something out. James Conner definitely needs to step up in the playoffs if they want to win and go to the Super Bowl. Like, I still feel like they can. The running game needs improvement. It's it's really just not good. And I really, really want to be hopeful, but I do think that the Steelers need to draft a running back next year. I... Dale, after you talked about Najee Harris to me last week, I looked him up. And I think that is definitely a big possibility that they should take him. It would be a, a huge improvement. Yeah, I hope he doesn't go there because I think he's one of those guys that you look at and you say, man, he could fit in really well there. Um, in the right situation, he is dangerous. And that's, that's, the, that's the interesting thing about watching guys from college go to the pros. There's certain guys that – you look at it and you're like, it doesn't matter where they go. They're going to be awesome. And there's certain guys that uh, if they go to the right place, they're going to be great. If they go elsewhere, they're going to be an afterthought. Yeah. And that's one of the most thrilling things about watching uh, watching guys in their rookie year. Yeah. And, or, or, or even better yet, on draft night and watching where they end up. He looks amazing. You guys know I don't watch a lot of college, so when, Dale, you mentioned him to me, I looked him up and watched a lot of his highlights, and I was like, I want him. I need him. Like, I'm like, I need him. Like, I'm like, I told Adam, I was like, we need him. Like, I need to get on the phone and be like, if you do not take him, I will kill you. He almost reminds me of, like, a Derrick Henry. He's not quite as big. He's not quite as strong. He's not quite as fast as Derrick Henry. But having said that, there's not a lot of people that are. Period. No, he's he's um, an anomaly. It's a word, anomaly. He's an anomaly. Derrick yeah, Henry. yeah. He, Derek, Derek Henry is special, uh, and he's a lot of other words and adjectives we could use to describe him. But uh, Najee Harris, he can. He, he's not going to be you know a league MVP on your team, but he can be. A, he could be a crucial, crucial cog in a team that wins a Super Bowl. 
if, if he's surrounded by the right guys. He's, he's very good, very reliable, very talented. Let's move on. Eric, give me your bust. Okay, well, uh, I said I was going to beat this Browns-Ravens game like a dead Raven, and I will. Uh, my bust of the week was the Browns back seven on defense. Ooh. It reminded me of the Swiss cheese that I see at work all the time. Big holes in it, kind of smelly. <laughs> kind of uh, smelly. Yeah, but probably better off with something else. Uh, no, it was terrible. Uh, the the Ravens ball carriers were getting four to five yards after contact. Uh, you know, spoiling what really the the Browns front four was doing all it could was putting pressure on Lamar Jackson. He's a tough guy to corral. Um, and when you bring blitzers in, when you bring linebackers and members of the secondary into blitz, you're uh, vulnerable on the back end. And, Lamar can make people miss, slide around in the pocket, and then receivers are slipping downfield. I know it's a lot to ask the defense to hold their uh, their coverages for so many seconds, mm-hmm. but you just can't lose Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown. There should be two guys on each one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and to, to give up so many points, I know they didn't give up the safety at the end, but they gave up 45 points. Yeah. So the, so the Browns' defense, in basically in six quarters, if you go back to the uh, the Tennessee game, you know they gave up like I don't know fifty six points or something like that. Like, or I think it was more than that actually. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, in six quarters they gave up like seventy points. Yeah, and you're not going to win playoff games like that. If the Kansas City Chiefs were playing the Browns, they'd be up by thirty five. All right, Dale. Who is your bust? Uh, this was tough. You guys. Uh... You took two of the – well, first Shannon took my first bus. Eric took my backup. So I'm I'm pretty much scrambling here. Uh, but uh, having said that, I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, and it, it pains me to do that, but 12 carries, 48 yards. Uh, I know the Cowboys got a big win over the Bengals, but honestly with the Bengals being as uh, shorthanded – as they are, they should have been able to do a whole lot more than they were than they were able to do. I mean, that entire offense was uh, a bit anemic to say the the bet to say the best. But from a guy that went in the top five overall and is arguably one of the best running backs and one of the best all around running backs, we're talking rushing the ball, pass protection, and catching balls out of the backfield. To be putting together that kind of performance against a mediocre opponent is just not good enough, flat out. I told you guys, I'm surprised by the numbers he's putting up this year. I mean, I know Dak's injury had a huge impact on the Cowboys, and maybe it had a huge impact on Ezekiel Elliott as well. I mean, I thought Ezekiel Elliott was actually going to be running the ball more and getting more yards and doing more with Dak getting injured. But it seems like he's actually, I mean, he actually has, it doesn't seem like it. He actually has been doing less. So it just shows you how important Dak Prescott was to the Cowboys. Yeah. I think, I think none of us expected him to be uh, going out there and dominating games, certainly, especially after what happened to Dak. But 
certainly a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean that a lot more. that team is that team is just failing. I, I honestly thought, and I've changed my mind since, but I've I honestly thought that going back earlier in the year that they still had the inside track to winning that division, with yeah. as bad as it was. I mean, when you had when you have the Giants and the the Washington football team and the Eagles just looking completely inept, you had to say to yourself, this is a team that has Andy Dalton, who, while not spectacular, is a is a guy that has gotten teams to the playoffs. Yeah. And you had to say you're putting him in an offense with Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb. That team should be able to at least be competent. And unfortunately, that hasn't been the case at all. And to be honest, I still can't quite understand why. So let's move on to our honorable mentions. My honorable mention this week is Drew Locke. I thought I'd give the Denver Broncos quarterback some love. I mean, he played really good. He had 280 yards passing, four touchdowns, and this was a career day for him. I was actually really happy to see it from him. I think he could be good for Denver. Um, yeah, I just thought he looked really in charge of that offense and he looked very confident and I'm, I was really happy to see it. I think Denver should stick with him going forward. I think he has a lot to still prove, but he's really only been in Denver for two years and he has had a couple injuries here and there. So he hasn't gotten like a full season of play, but I'm really excited to see him next year. I know he has had a couple starters go down too. I thought he played really well and I'm going to give him some some love this week. All right, Eric, give me yours. Well, I'm picking between two right now. Two? And they're both on my fantasy team, Hmm. but I'll go with the one that I actually started. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, coming back and uh, really making an impact for the Colts. 20 carries, 150 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. He also had two receptions for 15 yards and a 44-27 win over the Las Vegas Raiders uh, who lost again. And, uh, yeah, uh, played really well. That was the type of bring back I thought he'd be coming out of the draft. I yeah. figured he'd have a lot more games like that. Kind of went away during the middle of the year and, and has now come back here towards the end. We'll see uh, if he can get them over the hump and into the playoffs. But uh, I felt that he was honorable. Dale, who is your honorable? My uh, my honorable mention is DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, nine catches, 136 yards. Yeah. Big day. Big day for him. From one, from one of the very best wide receivers in the entire league. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Married to Football podcast. Don't forget to rate our show, and don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can check us out at MTFB Podcast on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everyone. Cheers.